This program is part of Film Geek Radio. Visit filmgeekradio.com for more great shows. Good evening, listeners. Welcome to Wait, Wait, Don't Eat Me, the brainiest zombie show on the web. Uh, For those of you joining us for the first time, this is a show dedicated solely to the TV series The Walking Dead on AMC, and the show is a part of Film Geek Radio. My name is Chris Baker. With me tonight, as always, are my two co-hosts, Sam Napolitan. Yo. And Katrina Tulloch. Good evening. Here on Wait, Wait, Don't Eat Me, we talk about The Walking Dead. We have an in-depth discussion about The Walking Dead, what we like about it, what we don't like about it. And then typically we'll take one particular issue or question and we'll talk the hell out of it. So tonight we're going to be talking about whether or not to leave a wounded man behind in the midst of a zombie attack. It's an important question to ask. Good soldier never leaves a man behind. But they're not <laughs> That's soldiers. That's a good southern so. accent. Yeah, you should do the rest of the show in a southern accent. I was born in Georgia. I'm thinking, yeah, you should do that. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> So before we get to our zombie attack, uh, leave a man behind issue, let's see where we left off last week. Katrina, fill us in. All right. Well, Rick, Herschel, and Glenn got in a gunfight in a saloon. Guys, this was great. This was, I actually read about it um, earlier this afternoon, and I read that the writer or the co-creator, the one who replaced Frank, who's Frank? Frank Darabont? Frank Darabont, the guy who replaced him on the show was saying that the inspiration for the saloon scene was Inglorious Bastards by oh, no way. Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. That That's very, awesome. Yeah, that very first scene where, I, don't, oh, I can't remember the name of the character, but he goes in and there's this really tense scene in this cabin. He's like a Nazi interrogator in a farmer's safe house. And, oh. You know, you know that really tense oh, scene? Yeah. The Jew hunter. The Jew hunter. The Jew hunter. Yeah, and there are all those Jews, the Jew family. The and Jew they're family. hiding under the, <laughs> under the, the floor. Yeah. Exactly. And then they, you know, they get all shot up, and the one girl gets away. That's what that was the inspiration. That's, That's right. awesome. That explains the tension because exactly. we were saying like yeah, this because... has got like, that Mexican standoff feel. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I dig so it. Just a little bit of trivia for you guys. You know, <laughs> no problem. So uh, thanks, dude. <laughs> that happened. So um, they got in a gunfight, and Rick mowed down some bad dudes who were trying to get on the farm as well. And Lori crashed her car, and we're left wondering if she's alive. But I guess the teaser. For the next week, for this episode, Trigger Finger, Butterfinger, something like that. Um, let <laughs> us know that she was alive and she's fighting off a zombie. And that's really the important stuff of the episode. That really tense scene. And um, Herschel got really drunk. That was also pretty cool. Yeah, he got he saw, shwasted. He, could, he did get shwasted. He, he saw a different relapsed. side of Herschel. Yeah. So that's where we left off. Uh, like Katrina said, this week's episode was called Trigger Finger, not Butterfinger. Butterfinger. <laughs> <laughs> Trigger Finger aired Sunday night, February 19th at 9 p.m. on AMC. And uh, before we get into it, here is a clip from last night's episode. What are you doing? Keeping an eye on you. So that was a clip from last night's episode, uh, Sunday, February 19th, Trigger Finger. Sam, why don't you fill us in what happened last night? So Rick, Glenn, and Herschel get in a shootout in town with the friends of Dave and Tony, uh, who Rick shot last week. And Rick is trying to convince them that they should just, like, walk it off. It's not a big deal. Walk it off. But they're bad guys, so they shoot back, and they're in this, like, standoff. But soon they're overrun by the zombies, and um, they have to make a dash for the car. And uh, this one guy... <clears throat> jumps off a roof and impales his leg on a so fence. smart. 
I mean, who does that? But anyway, his friends drive off because the zombies are coming, and Rick, Herschel, and Glenn decide, oh, we should save this guy. We can't just leave him here to like die this really awful death. <laughs> and so they save him. Long story short. Um, meanwhile, Lori is still alive, and she's trapped in this car, and this really gross zombie is pushing his face through the glass to try to eat her. It was really awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and... She bravely fights two zombies off and then escapes from the car, which I was like, go, Lori. So Shane finds her and he brings her back to the house and he lies and tells Lori that everybody made it back to the farm okay. So that's how he gets her back there. And then at the end of the episode, he blurts it out that Lori is pregnant and she had been keeping this a secret with Rick and Shane. So now everybody knows. And Shane is also, he also confronts her and says that the baby is probably mine and that I could take care of it better than Rick, even if it's his. And so there's this whole tension arising again with the Lori, Rick, Shane love triangle. And it's not a triangle, though. Yeah. Shane is like, back up. Lori does not want you. No. Yeah, it's a linear thing with like another <laughs> a point little, way a over tangent. here that is Shane. <laughs> yeah. A vector? It's a vector. A vector. I don't know math. <laughs> I don't either. I don't know what a vector is. <laughs> So yeah, so that's yeah, where we that's left what off. Happened. It was kind of the first not cliffhanger episode yeah. because we leave off with Lori. You're expecting, I think you said right before it was over, you're like, there's only eight minutes left. Something bad has to happen. I thought there would be. I thought maybe that blonde girl would rise from her weird stupor off the bed and, you know, eat somebody. Yeah, get the family or something. But it wasn't. It was this really uh, dark. macabre, this, I don't know. I didn't even say it right. Macabre. <laughs> macabre. <laughs> Scene where Lori's like sitting behind Rick and whispering not sweet nothings into his ear. Not sweet nothings. Like awful, evil nothings. Awful somethings. Evil nothings. <laughs> <laughs> she, she basically tells him that Shane thinks it's his baby and Shane is That people bad dude. kill people to protect who they love and that Shane thinks that you know, Shane loves her. Shane loves Carl. Shane mm-hmm. loves the baby. So she's sort of insinuating that, that Shane would kill Rick. Exactly. Yeah. And I think Chris made a very astute observation. It was Lady Macbeth whispering to Macbeth himself. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. She's like the puppeteer pulling all these strings. She's kind of been this passive character the whole time, but all of a sudden now she's She has this weird power. I, maybe it's the baby. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's it the Shane. It's the evil of Shane inside her belly. <laughs> Whatever woman part of a baby grows in. The oh, uterus. So it's like getting to her brain. It's like latched onto her medulla oblongata, and now it's giving what? her these evil thoughts. <laughs> I bet all that anatomy is probably very wrong. I'm... The medulla what? Medulla oblongata. It's a part of the brain. Like the back of your brain? Yeah. I don't know. Isn't Is that a tasty part for zombies? I bet it is. Ooh. Do they Ooh. like that? Maybe that's what they like. Maybe That's a good segue into a very important discussion we need to have. About what kinds of body parts zombies prefer to eat. Indeed. What body parts are the tastiest? Well, Personally, I think, I think I would go for the lung area. Although the ribs would be kind of hard to break into. That would be super difficult. Have you ever tried to eat actual ribs? Well, I'm, delicious. I'm a vegetarian, so. Oh, okay. No, but uh, if I did eat meat or if I ate people, I, I suppose I'd go for the belly area. I mean, that's the most exposed. I think they, they, they like the fleshy parts. Can you be a vet? You can't be a vegetarian zombie. No, I mean. That just goes. <laughs> Grass. <laughs> There's like. Vegetables. I mean, honestly, those zombies would be the happiest. There's no scarcity of grass. I oh, mean. right, Sam. <laughs> I'm just trying to. No, it's okay. I think you're, I think you're right on the fleshy. I, I would go for the thighs, you know? Yeah. It's weird. Well, they went for So when that guy fell, Herschel shoots one of the guys who's trying to get after them. Yes. 
he falls in the middle of this field and a horde of zombies comes after him. And you got the scene where Herschel's kind of like, well, tough shit, man. Good luck. <laughs> but the zombies immediately, the first thing they bite off is his nose. Yeah. And his yeah. face. They Which eat his face. It was a great scene. Yeah. Was great awesome. piece of makeup work by the makeup artists. Shout out to you guys. Because they've got it down to the bones. Like, yeah. You're seeing his nose. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he's screaming and... The zombies got like his guts in their mouths and they're chewing it. Blood in. is he's... trickling down his face from his nose. It was awesome. So I mean, do they go for the face first because it's the closest thing, or is the nose like a delicacy in the zombie? Uh, I suppose it is. I guess so. Caviar of zombie. <laughs> mm, I got the no- well. There's only one nose. <laughs> so I mean, like fingers. There's, lot, there's ten Plenty fingers. Everyone fingers. can have a finger. But when you go to the zombie buffet like that, maybe he just prefers crunchy food because the nose is like cartilage. <laughs> maybe he was in the mood for something crunchy. I don't know. Something different. It did make a great sound. The sound Indeed. effects guy, once again. Sound effects guy, once again. We said we were going to find out his name last week. I, I did I not looked look. it up. Get out you here, didn't. You did. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to say Hold on. All right. What if you have a nose ring, though? That's got a, that's a nasty surprise. I'm looking at it's Sam, like when you get a, a sweet nose ring right now, and I'm like, oh, no. Uh, it's like getting a piece of bone in your chicken. Yeah. You just pick it out of your teeth. They don't care. They don't zombies. care. Yeah, they have they, no brains. They, they have no medulla oblongata. Shut up. <laughs> Uh, well, we're going to have to sh- give a shout out to the sound guy next week, I think. Cause... I feel like the rib area, though, or the neck would be very tender. It you would. Know? Soft flesh. I don't know. But like the, th- I mean, the thigh is. That's meat. Yeah. That's I mean, like when meat. you eat chicken, you eat the breast and the thigh. Absolutely. See, I mean. Understandably or so. the wing, but there are no wings. But people. so, I mean, but do they <laughs> actively? <laughs> Good point, Sam. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so I think a chicken wings sounds like something T Dog would say. <laughs> there are no wings. They on wouldn't people. give him a line that interesting. <laughs> there are no wings. <laughs> I wish people had wings. They could fly away from the zombies. Then but then there would also be flying zombies, <laughs> which would be horribly terrifying. <laughs> oh my god! Imagine. Okay, not only are there zombies, imagine there's flying fucking zombies coming just, in at you. They're like a bird of prey. They're just like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Wizard of Oz when the flying monkeys come in. Wow, this conversation really devolved. No, no, this is the most advanced we've ever been. This, I know, this is, this is the in brainiest depth. zombie show on the web. No one's probably ever, no one's ever done anything with flying zombies. The birds, it's like the birds meets Walking Dead. Oh man, that's or what's great. Dawn of the Dead, Night of, Night of the Living Dead. That's what I'm thinking of. Hitchcock, we should make this Romero, movie. I think we coming should. together. We, we're, Hitch Mero. we're claiming this. Nobody can steal our idea. <laughs> Copyright Film Geek Radio. Yes. Good right. thing we're putting it on the internet where there's tons where of privacy and safe. no one could ever find it. <laughs> so last night's episode was awesome. It was. Yeah. Kick test. It was the most action they've had. The first half hour was like amazing. It was like a Michael Bay movie except without the crappiness. It was just yeah, it was without so, the explosions. Yeah. It was. Oh, it was phenomenal. Yeah, I think Walking Dead has this funny tendency to want to take off exactly where they left off in the last episode. Like, the very shot, the very scene. Yeah. So, I mean, Lori's car is overturned and we're right there with it. I mean, there's no dialogue saying, this happened. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're back at the farm, Lori. That never happens. Which, for this episode, was good because they set it up very well. Mm-hmm. But for next episode, it might suck because then Lori and Rick are going to be in the same tent <laughs> and she's still talking to him. But... This one, what I loved, the zombie I loved was the zombie trying to get into her car mm-hmm. and then like smashing its face against the oh. window, like shaving the skin off its face, yeah. trying to get in. And you know, it got a hold of her hair and was pulling her towards the window. It was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was very cinematic. You know what that scene made me think of was uh have you seen Ace Ventura's Pet Detective? <laughs> yeah. Or the second one where he's in the rhino and he has to get out of the rhino and there's this <laughs> tiny hole like the size of a quarter. 
And it's like 100 degrees in the rhino and he's got to get out. So he like pushes himself through the through the rhino's little like butthole that whatever. <laughs> and that's exactly what it was. He was like expanding the glass. I mean, not exactly oh, the same, you guys but could see Chris Baker doing the <laughs> I'm, I'm right now. I'm acting this out. He's acting it out. No, but that's I mean, that Ace Ventura scene, that was a really cinematic that changed a lot of people's views on film and probably not that doesn't seem accurate no that was awesome his whole face just peeled off there's a lot yeah. of face peeling last night mm-hmm, you got the zombies eating the one guy's face alive mm-hmm. another face peeling off yeah maybe just the two examples but, but I mean, two so faces peeling off in one hour is pretty excessive examples yes you get Nicolas Cage on an episode face <laughs> off Ooh, they took his face Lord. off I wish we could get Nicolas Cage on this show. We to do. Say. He would do it, though. They he doesn't have any limits. No, he care. He's in Season of the He'll Witch. He'll do anything. <laughs> He's broke right now, too. Have you guys seen that show, Get Into the Cage? No. On no. Saturday Night Live. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. Andy Samberg does this Nicolas Cage impersonation. Oh, my goodness. Every, he oh, yeah, interviews real actors. That. He says, that's high praise after everything they're going yeah. through. Can you just send well, me a link to that? Praise. I will. Nicolas Cage would be a good zombie. Ooh, maybe that should be our zombie of the week. Nicolas Cage? Yeah. Okay. Not like our zombie Oscar of the week, but like the Photoshop, Nick Cage as a zombie. Oh, we Photoshop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a new thing we want to start doing is Photoshopping celebrities to look like zombies. Katrina's all over it. I'm all over it. I, I tried today with John Cusack, but it turned out someone already did it on the internet because the internet has everything. So. It wasn't very good, though. It wasn't very good. It didn't even look like John Cusack. No, it didn't. He was just holding a boombox. So, Nick Cage, next week. That's my goal. All right. All right. You can make his face on fire. Check out our Film Geek <laughs> Radio Facebook page. Facebook. Speaking of which, who? <laughs> yes. So what else happened this episode? We got Herschel. Oh, is Herschel. way more awesome oh, all of a sudden that he's he drinking. He was such a badass in this episode. Yeah, he was. He was just shooting people, and he, oh, I love that line he had where Rick was trying to explain to him how to use a gun, and Herschel's all like, "I don't know how to use guns. I just don't like it." And he like storms off to go like <laughs> cover Glenn because Glenn was gonna sneak around the back to get the car. Oh my gosh. I was just like, Herschel, you're so awesome. Where have you been hiding? <laughs> you mentioned maybe he might be a, a vet of some sort. Probably. He's an old guy in the South. First of all, every old guy in the South automatically knows how to use a gun. That's they just, have like a collection of guns. Yeah. Every actually, one of yeah, he's probably got like an arsenal downstairs. But he's probably like a Vietnam. He's too old, too young to be World War II. Yeah, He's not know. crotchety enough. He's not um, crotchety. He's pretty fit. But he could be like a Vietnam. That could be an interesting twist. Because, I mean, he was right up there as soon as like when shit started going down he didn't panic i mean glenn kind of falls apart he's like a puddle of jello yeah mm-hmm. but herschel's like steps right up he just doesn't really hesitate when he sees that guy's face being eaten off he didn't even really cry when he saw his wife and all his family members coming out of the barn he just sort of sank to the floor and decided all right i'm gonna go drink yep yep which is a very like old school mentality it of is. how to handle you know that. who he reminded me of clint eastwood yeah. In every movie Ooh. ever. Yeah. It was very Clint Eastwood. <laughs> yeah. Now I think about it. And he even says, get off my farm. Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> you shut all my zombies. I also love that he like stood up to Shane when Shane was all yes. like, um, they come back with the the guy that they saved. And Shane is like, this is a horrible idea. Like, And he mm-hmm. starts going off on a Shane tirade. And Herschel's all like, by the way, this is my farm, bitch. And I was just like, yeah, Herschel, you're being assertive. I loved it. Yeah, it's I loved time. it on this episode. It was awesome. Yeah, Glenn's still kind of, he's still a weenie. He's still Glenn. <laughs> and even, in, at least he acknowledges weenie his weeniness. He did. He said all Says of that. Maggie, yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't even, they're all shooting each other. And, and I was thinking about you. Yeah, boo-hoo. She goes to hug him and he's like, no. I didn't, I didn't really un- understand that. Like, he he was like, no, I don't love you because I thought about you when I was about to die. I mean, 
what was his logic there? What were you trying to achieve <laughs> with this entire thing? Because he just pissed himself off and he pissed her off and... I don't know. Well, he says he goes. I was only thinking of myself. Right after he said he was thinking of her. Yeah, I was. I was kind of like, what? Same person. What? <laughs> kind of emotional. It's not thinking straight. It's like a Fight Club ending. <laughs> They're all the same person. <laughs> Maybe he just he doesn't want to attach himself to anybody because of the way that happened. Maybe. I don't think he came out and said it, but he was hiding because he didn't want to die because he wanted to be able to return to her. Mm-hmm. He's never been in love before, though. He doesn't really mm-hmm. know how to handle it. Yeah, that's true. And I, I have to wonder if that's it, though. If or if it was, if he's just saving his own ass. Like if Maggie wasn't around, would he still be such a weenie? He will always be a weenie. I think he'll always be like a little shy. I think that's just his personality. Like he's just always going to be like little Glenn that <laughs> went and ran errands by himself in the city, and now he's just kind of like. That's also kind of interesting. Like I'm, I'm surprised he's being so like cowardly because it used to be his job to go like get supplies in the city where exactly. it was a lot of zombies so you'd think he'd know how to like handle them or maybe he was just like fast and he never had to i think he's, that was his whole thing he was like fast yeah, yeah. But not Very sneaky no. he's good at being unnoticed yeah what's well, paid off so far you know he survived but yeah. he's been through so much shit like they he was one of the people with rick that they like draped zombie guts on and had to walk through a yeah. horde of zombies yeah. he's been the go-to guy like why are we sending glenn i don't know because he's funny to watch so. they lowered him into a well with yeah. the well zombie <laughs> yeah he's the one lowered into the well he has a knack for survival and he does he's, he really sells himself short i think mm. like he's brave i mean i'll give him that much yeah except for this episode or is he a doormat they just tell him Ooh. to do stuff Oh, he might be a doormat. It's kind of borderline. He's either really brave, like, I'll go down to the well, or, hey, man, you're going in the well. Okay. I'm Glenn. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, that's an interesting way to look at it. Or maybe he thought he used to have nothing to live for. So and put me in the well. Does. Who cares? Now he does. And he's oh. like, why am I here in the standoff? Mm-hmm. Mm. <sighs> Women are always corrupting once brave <laughs> oh, men. Child. Just ruining. Yes, indeed. Ruining all the men. <laughs> Speaking of people who are good at going unnoticed, we got a new segment we're going to unveil this week. Um, it's called T-Dog's Line of the Week, where we point out T-Dog's only line of the week because he typically only gets uh, one line each episode. He had two, but I just I forgot the other one. Did he have two this week? He did have two. He's... It was early in the episode. It might have been like, yeah, or... Okay. Or, no. <laughs> Or I'm hungry. <laughs> they must send him his script in tweets. <laughs> like, we can only give you 140 characters, T-Dog. Tweet him what he's supposed to say that episode. It's so sad because it's so true. So T-Dog's line of the week this week is some along the lines of, who the hell is that guy? Yeah, because the kid, the kid that they almost left behind but whose leg was stuck on the fence, they ended up bringing him home. And he was just sitting in the car, and when Rick and Glenn and Herschel all came out, <laughs> T-Dog comes out it's just pointing. Mm-hmm. Who's that guy? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, T Dog. And then he retreats back into his shell of <laughs> wherever he goes. Yeah, picking berries. So who is that guy? He's that's a kid. Some dude. He's young. He's young. He's a teenager, I think. He was with the guys who Rick shot in the bar. He was yes. their buddy. When that whole when this whole gunfight's going down in town, he's up on a roof somehow. And the guy in the truck pulls up, says, we got to get out of here. There's zombies coming. Mm -hmm. He says, jump. So this kid naturally jumps off the roof, thinking he'll be fine, and (sighs) lands on some wrought iron fence, spears him through the leg. And then all these zombies start coming in, and his buddy takes off. So Rick, Herschel, and Glenn are about to leave. They want to – Rick and – no, who is it? Herschel and Glenn want to leave this guy behind. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they're like, let's go. Let's get the hell out of here. And, of course, Rick, who – 
still hasn't learned anything. Yeah. He says, no, let's go help this guy who was just shooting at us two minutes ago. Right. We can't leave him. And, I mean, granted, the kid was yelling, please don't leave me, please mm-hmm. don't leave me. It's kind of heartbreaking. Yeah, it was kind of sad. All right, well, you've left him behind. I guess that brings us to our main topic tonight. Would you leave a stranger behind who's wounded and there's zombies coming? Do you leave a, a young kid behind? I'm not hardened by the zombie apocalypse, so... Yet. It is a different world. And I, I think that's what made this so interesting, is that Rick wanted to save him, and the other two were like, no, let's get out of here. It's like, why did Rick want to save him? And is it just because Rick is, like, Rick, or he just doesn't realize the consequences this could have? I wonder about that, because if you think way back to the very first episode, Rick was left behind. Right. In the hospital. Yeah. They left him behind when the zombie apocalypse went down. And he That's happened to survive. So I kind of wonder if he's got this chip on his shoulder like, well, they I was left behind. behind. I, I know how it feels. will never leave someone else behind. And in this context, Rick was lucky because he wasn't, he didn't have his leg stuck on fence. <laughs> and he, this, I mean, let's admit it, this kid would have been a goner if they had Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Like, Rick still had, like, sort of a chance. Mm-hmm. Because they left him in this hospital, but still, he wasn't dead yet. Right. And he wasn't, like, tied down to anything. Mm-mm. So I don't know what I would do. Well, their first reaction is to do surgery. Yeah. Like trying to, <laughs> Herschel, Herschel, come Herschel here. Herschel gets out his knife. He's like, well, if I sever the tendons first and then go through. <laughs> I'm like, dude, there are a hundred zombies coming right after you. There you really don't have time for, They like, were coming morphine. out of the woods. They were gnawing on the guy's nose. And we thought, mm-hmm. hey, maybe those two already dead dudes will slow them down. They slow them down for like a minute. Yeah. yeah. But there's fresh flesh over there. <laughs> If they had cut off the leg, they could have, like, thrown it at the zombies, but oh To well. distract them for a little while. <laughs> Actually, I couldn't believe that Rick just, like, lifted up the leg like he did. Without tearing it off? I'm He's like, going to lose the leg. Oh, yeah. He's got oh, he was going to lose it anyway, I right. think. But, oh, my God. I can't. I couldn't even believe that he did that after all that, like, that five-minute thing of, like, oh, my God, we got to cut this leg off. How are we going to do it? Oh, Herschel going, well, if I cut below the knee, blah, What blah, was blah. Herschel trying to cut with, first of all? Was, it looked it, like a He had a pocket knife, was, and he said he had a hatchet in his car. <laughs> he had, like, a hunting knife or something. It was go just, get my hatchet. And yeah. the kid's all like, oh, my God, no, no. <laughs> and, I mean, I, that just seems like such a bad idea, it's, which is why maybe Herschel isn't a vet. Because a veteran, not a veterinarian. Ah. <laughs> cool, because then he's saying we should, maybe we should just put him down, which is a very veterinarian thing to say. Yeah. Like, let's yeah. just blow his brains out because <laughs> he's, he's a goner anyways. Yeah. I would have left him. I really would have. I was on their side. I was on Glenn's side when he was like, no, let's go. Yeah, I don't Man, know. It's the, it's the fact that he was just shooting at them and then made the dumb decision to jump off the building. Is that really someone you want on your team? <laughs> That's a really mm-hmm. good point. Well, not even maybe left him, but at least my first thought wouldn't have been, let's perform minor, major, major surgery I mean, right here. <laughs> that was a complete waste of time. It's yeah, like, like, if we're going to chop the leg off, get an axe and just one swipe. Just do it. Yeah. Like, don't, don't stand hesitate. there while the zombies are, like, closing in on you. Just, you have to think faster than that. Mm-hmm. So, all right. You would leave him behind, Katrina? I would. Sam, would you leave him behind? <sighs> yes, in this situation. I think I would, too. It but, was just cutting it way too close. Yeah. They're getting old. his own friend left him behind, which means he hangs out with like some dicks. Assholes. Because, but I also think that Rick saw that happen, and he was like, "I'm not going to be that horrible of a person. I'm going to save this person." Rick also mentioned like he's just a kid. He's a young boy. Like I think he's thinking about Carl. And yeah, he sort of mm-hmm. saw his son there. Just like he wouldn't ever leave. You know, he's someone's son. 
and and Rick is trying to like convince himself that he's a good guy. Yeah, and after... that he shot all these people because they're the bad guys. And saving this kid would have been the good guy thing to do. Mm-hmm. And Rick is always like, "I'm the good guy. I'm the good guy. Shane's the bad guy. I'm the good guy." Like, it was just such a Rick thing to do. <laughs> Absolutely. And, when all the characters are backed up against the wall, it has to be Rick that shoots Sophia, that saves his kid. It seems like it's always been him. Yeah. Well, was the kid? What I was saying is, was the kid doing the wrong thing? All right, imagine if it had been the other way around and okay. Rick's group had come into town and they don't know what happens and all of a sudden a couple other guys had shot Shane, Dale, and Glenn. They just shot through their friends. And you come in and you find these this other group of people that shot your friends. I think Rick and them would have done the same thing. Mm-hmm. You would have started shooting. You would have attacked yeah. them. You would have been like, oh, hey, we'll just leave. Sorry that yeah. you shot our friends. Let's take off. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think... I don't think this kid's necessarily a bad guy. I don't think any of them are necessarily bad. I think it was just a bad situation. Yeah. And Rick says, wrong place, wrong time. Mm-hmm. And it it kind of was. Like, they were both, they didn't know each other, and they were, like, very surprised. And they were like, are you going to help us? And they didn't trust each other, so mm-hmm. they, like, ended up shooting each other. And it's, like, a sad thing to see, but, like, <laughs> that's what happened. It is. And it could have happened to anybody, not just, like, Rick. Mm-hmm. Going back to the kid whose leg was stuck in the thing, if he was one of your group, if he was your friends, if it was Glenn on the fence, then do you leave him if the zombies are coming like that? In that case, if it was my friend, I'd do everything I could. But when push comes to shove, do you leave him or not? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably be dead. Like, cause I, I would try. To, I would die. <laughs> I would try to save him, even if it meant I was going to die. I have a question. If I mean, we all said that we'd leave the kid. But would you leave the kid to get eaten by zombies, or would you leave, or would you kill the kid? Would you shoot shoot him in the head and like put him out of his misery? Oh no, that's wasting a bullet. Too much. <laughs> no, you kill. I mean, that's wasting a bullet. You can I'm have just some kidding. humanity. Yeah, I think I'd put him. I think I'd put him out. It's the right thing to do. It would be the Shane right would have covered do. him in salt and pepper and buttered him up with the zombies. <laughs> yeah. Shane has no problem leaving people to get eaten. Yeah, he, he shot Otis in the ankle. That was cold. Yeah, he could so at least cold. shot Otis in the head or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What if Shane had been with them? That would have been a fun conversation. <laughs> Rick, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I purposely shot one guy and left him behind to yeah. distract a bunch of zombies. Yeah, I don't know. Even if he was my friend, I think you've got to leave him yeah. or shoot him. Because right, even if they get him back, he could still easily bleed to death after you rip his leg off that thing. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a cripple for the rest of his life, mm-hmm. which, which who knows how long it will be. Yeah. And that's a horrible thing to have as someone who can't run when there's zombies everywhere. Yeah. That's a terrible self-awareness. What, that you would leave him behind? No, 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 no. I'm just saying that, like, to live as a cripple in a zombie world. Oh, yeah. That'd yeah. be awful. I don't, that's a really hard choice, and it's like, I don't know if I could make that until I was actually in the situation. Like, it's just one of those, like, humanity things that you See, don't they, know. you, you got to prepare yourself mentally before it happens, because then you get in the situation, you panic. You have to make these decisions now. Imagine that think Chris... Of these, think these things through. Imagine I'm impaled on a fence. A rot iron. Oh, Chris. Like, I would <laughs> save you. Aww. I would save you, Chris. Aw. Would you lift up his leg? I I wouldn't have the strength to do that. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I don't. That's a really tough choice. I don't know. I would probably shoot you in the face. <laughs> would you? I love you, Sam, but I I Aww. might have to shoot you in the face. I mean, okay. as a favor to you, I would shoot you in the face instead of just leaving you. So you know, you're what? welcome. If I were the kid, though, I'd probably be like, "Leave me, leave me." You know, I wouldn't want to be an inconvenience. Yeah, <laughs> really. I mean, <laughs> really? You'd say leave me? No, I would because, I mean, honestly, 
this is actually the kind of stuff I think about more than like saving people is like, what if I were a burden on somebody? I mean, this let's you just said like this kid is going to be a cripple. I mean, mm-hmm. even if they do save him, he's going to be completely useless. And they're probably going to have to save him like again and again and again. They're, he's just going to slow him down. Yeah. I don't think he's thinking that whole thing through while he's stuck on a fence with zombies coming. Maybe. Maybe. Have you thought about it before. I'd, I'd be like, leave me, leave me. Well, then it would make well, it actually, easier for me to leave you. I'd be like, you know what, Sam? But you Thank know, you for I making that decision. Easier. You're Have my backs. friend. I think this kid was saying, save me, save me, because they weren't his friends. I think it depends. Which is Bec- why this episode was so great. Mm-hmm. No, I cut you off. What's up? I was just going to say, like, I would say, like, leave me because you're my friends and I want, would want you to live. You know, the, mm-hmm. that kid was just like, save me because I don't really care about you. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of selfish. Mm-hmm. I can't believe they even brought him back to the farm because Shane, I think Shane actually had a pretty good point. Like, what if they're, the, his friends come, try to come look for him? Mm-hmm. Shane, Andrew kind of hinted this. Shane needs like a marketing person because Andrew, Andrew says, you've got good ideas. What you're, the things that you say and think aren't the wrong things, but you're just such a dick. Like, yeah. You just, you <laughs> say them so abrasively and so aggressively. If you just sweetened it up a little bit and said, hey, you know what? This kid knows where we are now, blah, blah, blah. Like, we need to get rid of those zombies to the barn and talked mm-hmm. about it. He has the right thoughts in mind, but he just goes about it totally like a bulldozer. Way. He just yeah. has no discussion about it. So he needs he needs a Gareth Lim. He needs a marketing person. <laughs> Gareth Lim is Film Geek Radio's marketing director. Yeah, he just needs, like, a PR person who can smooth over all his little flubs and simmer down shane yeah simmer down make all his statements for him like press release style andrea should do it they're getting pretty cozy they could be a good team i think they already are a good team yeah. she's the only one that like who likes him yeah, yeah. right now and, and they're still talking about like running away together and i'm wondering if they're going in that direction are they just going to write off those characters it's maybe they'll form their own gang it'll be a rival he, I mean, all right, he and Rick eventually have to become rivals. Yes. That's the only They're already possible rivals, yeah. pretty much. But I mean, like, fl- and right now they're, like, mean girls rivals, I think we said before. Like, mm-hmm. they're nice Joe's faces. Not nice, but they're civil, and they still are on the same team, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But eventually they've got to just flat out become enemies. Yeah, it's going to happen. I mean, a group can't have two alpha males, and I think that's the problem right now. Man. Especially with that last scene with Lori. Yeah. Like, this is, I think, the turning point. I think I think Shane definitely wants Rick gone. He's lying to Lori, try to get her to come back, and mm-hmm. telling everybody that she's pregnant and mm-hmm. just being the worst. <laughs> I, Shane, is, Shane was the worst in this episode. He's like, "Yeah, Lori, I lied to you. By the way, everyone, she's prego." Like, <laughs> oh, that, I forgot about that. Yeah, <sighs> Carl found out his mom was Oops. pregnant. Like, You're having a baby. Yeah. Why did you tell me? Like, this is not a good thing, Carl. <laughs> yeah. This is not a good thing. That's why she didn't tell you. <laughs> I just thought that was such a low blow. I guess the baby's fine after the car accident. Yeah, I mean, maybe that uh, so, could still come up. Yeah, supposedly. They don't seem too concerned, but Herschel hasn't been on the farm to you know do any checkups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, Shane doesn't, like, even Rick kind of acknowledges that when Lori says Shane lied to me to get me back here, Rick's like, well, he had to get you back here. Rick isn't really angry yeah, about that because not. same thing. I don't think that's totally the wrong decision that he made Mm-mm. to get Lori back there. Because what are they going to drive out in the middle of the night when she's all no, banged up from a car accident? No, it was smart on his part. It was yeah. a dickish thing to do, but still pretty clever. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking on the spot. Thinking on his feet. I think, like, I hope that the introduction of this new cripple kid... Well, maybe steer Shane and Andrea to branching off, and maybe you know that kid could lead him back to the other gang, this rival gang. 
Oh, you know, he could take over the leadership of. Yeah, I mean, I think and for so long, all last season, the group was so insular, almost incestuous on this farm. You know, yeah. <laughs> and now that we've got more and more people coming in from the outside, this is a really good opportunity for the show to branch out. Yeah, people are coupling up like crazy. There's definitely yeah. that scene with uh, Daryl and Carol. What, they just need oh to my stop. Gosh. No, Carol just needs to stop. Daryl's fine. He's he's got his ears. He's good. But <laughs> Carol sucks. I I don't like her. They all their characters go in like these wave. Yeah. Like they go from super awesome to super shitty to super awesome. Like Daryl last or first half of the second season was super badass. He was, he, was yeah. cool. he was our favorite character for the first few episodes. Yeah. Now he's and just kind of being kinda, pouty. Yeah. They just trail him off, much. and now Rick was being whiny the whole first half of the season. Now he's kind of. On his upswing. On the up mm-hmm. parabola. Same with Herschel. <laughs> but uh, Carol has kind of just sucked all along. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's flat. <laughs> she's pretty consistent on that. And I actually think Daryl made a really good point. It's like, you have nobody now because your husband's dead and your daughter's dead. And nobody really cares about you because nobody does. Mm-hmm. Daryl sort of... Did Daryl even care about her or he just like wanted something to do to look for this little girl? It's like, he's right. She doesn't have anybody, and that's why she's clinging to Daryl, because everybody else is coupled up. I think that's really interesting psychological issue. It's like, when, what happens when you're all alone? Mm-hmm. It's like, who do you turn to? He's probably just still depressed. He needs to find a new purpose, and then he'll be badass again. Hopefully. I've got hope. He likes hunting. He was like, like that's basically what he was doing mm-hmm. for the little girl, Sophia. He was like tracking her. Mm-hmm. So maybe he just needs to... Hunt something. Go hunting, yeah. I mean, they definitely need him around. Mm-hmm. I think Absolutely. he should realize that. It's like, you are... Someone needs to tell him. Well, Carol's told him, but she sucks, so... Well, yeah. they've got... I was thinking about last night. They've got a pretty badass group of people. Mm-hmm. You think about it. Shane, for all his flaws, is who you want on your side in, like, yeah. a gunfight. Definitely. Rick is obviously... can handle himself. Daryl's super badass. Like, you can't kill him. He fell down, stabbed himself with an arrow. He's still fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Herschel's proven that he can handle himself. I mean... And Andrea. Andrea's Occasionally Andrea shows everyone up. And she knows how Lori to killed two zombies this episode. Yeah. Good for All her. All by herself. So, I mean, so, when push comes to shove, they've got a good mm-hmm. little army that they're forming. Even, even Carl, like, kind of knows how things work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except for baby making. <laughs> yeah. That was cute. <laughs> what about T-Dog and Dale? What did they do? Dale sits around and complains. I think we figured out who's going to die this season. T-Dog. Dale. And Dale. Carol. Dale's just so whiny. That's all he, he's like a failed philosopher who doesn't really have much to think about, so he just should Feel you be bad. doing that? <laughs> Why? I'm gonna stare at you, Shane. <laughs> angrily. Or pensively. I mean at, at least he kinda has a thing he he's just like a conspirator against Shane, I feel is like his only purpose in the show right now, like whispering in people's ears like, I think he killed Otis guys. Guys mm-hmm. so Shakespearean right now. And it's like <laughs> Why did they choose him to be the character to, like, figure that out? It's just beyond me. It is very Shakespearean. There's always that one character that whispers in people's ears and plants that seed. Yeah, right. Yeah, a lot Messes of Shakespeare in this episode. Indeed. I enjoy it. Macbeth, little fellow. That Maybe that should be a show that we do. Coming soon. Shakespeare zombies? Shakespeare zombies. <laughs> First <good>. flying zombies, <laughs> then Shakespeare zombies. This could be, have they ever done a Broadway zombie? <gasps> I don't think so. We could be onto something here. I mean, why not zombies? People like zombies. People it's got all zombies. the like necessary things for a good theater production: mm-hmm. makeup, costumes, mm-hmm. um, some sort of song sing. and dance. I guess. Do zombies sing? 
Burns, 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 burns. Just the whole musical is like groaning. I'm picturing like this march of the zombies where they all kind of grunt. This could be, this really could be a Broadway musical. It's time to blog about this. Yes. I absolutely am. Yeah, they've never done it. That's like a wide, untapped, do Broadway people like zombies? They will. I guess. I think Broadway people will latch onto anything. Something new, something fresh. Yeah. Absolutely. Fresh brains. Whoa. <laughs> then we'll have to have zombie Tonys as well as zombie Oscars. <laughs> Speaking of zombie Oscars, uh, our favorite zombies from last night, there are a couple good ones. This is the part of the show where we pick our favorite zombies from the most recent episode. So who are tonight's contenders? Um, we have glass-pushing zombie peeling back his face. <laughs> there is another zombie that Laurie killed, but he wasn't that interesting. Yeah, he was just road walker. Mm-hmm. And then um, there were the zombies eating the guy's nose. That's mm-hmm. right. The zombie buffet. The zombie buffet. There are also the zombies that Glenn shot <laughs> with his shotgun for very long range. From 200 yards away. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> I think that was it. Yeah, there were a lot of zombies, but I think, yeah, it's got to be it, glass face. Glass face. <laughs> yeah, that was so gross and awesome. I loved that. I oh. love that it, it had the sense to go for her hair. Yeah. And that really, that's what made me freeze up and go, oh my gosh, he's never getting away. Mm-hmm. Cut your hair. <laughs> First thing I'm doing, if it ever happens, I'm shaving my head. Shave it all off. Just shaving it. <laughs> it's just a bad idea to have long hair. Yeah. As this episode demonstrated. It could be one of your rules. What's, what was it? Uh, Zombieland, where he's got his rules? Oh, yeah. Oh, long yeah. hair. Oh, that makes sense. Double right. tap. Double right. tap. <laughs> <laughs> so we have our zombie Oscar. Congrats, Vase. Facial zombie. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for us here on Wait, Wait, Don't Eat Me. Uh, be sure to tune in next week to hear about the continuing saga of Rick and his badass gang of survivors. Um, until then, we've got some new social media stuff that we're pushing on Film Geek Radio. We just started a Facebook page, so be sure to check out Film Geek Radio on Facebook and follow Film Geek Radio on Twitter. Twitter handle is Film Geek Radio. Also, we have a blog that we just launched on filmgeekradio.com we're going to be blogging about movies zombies all sorts of stuff whenever we feel so inspired so check uh, regularly on filmgeekradio.com for new blog updates and for the rest of us my name is chris you can find me on the web at twitter my handle is c-h-r-s-b-a-k-r and uh, you can follow my blog which is musiccuse.wordpress.com uh, I'm Sam. You can find me on Twitter at S-N-A-P-O-L-I-T-A-N, Snappolitan. And you could check out my blog. It's SamaraNapolitan.com. And my Twitter handle is T-R-I-N underscore L-O-C-H. And my site is KatrinaTulloch.com. All right. Until next week, you've been listening to Wait, Wait, Don't Eat Me on Film Geek Radio. I'm Chris. I'm Sam. And I'm Katrina. Just remember, if you've been bitten, it's already over. Thanks for listening. Good night. This has been a Film Geek Radio production. Film Geek Radio! Yeah!